Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Welcome again to another episode of Shock Your Potential, my little business podcast where I get to pick the brains of really amazing and talented people. And I really, I was going for this interview because I am selfishly going to ask a lot of questions. But joining me today is Bryn Tillman, and she is known as the LinkedIn Whisperer. Yes, that's LinkedIn Whisperer for those of you who couldn't hear me. And it's absolutely true. Uh, and as we go in, I'll, I'll share a few things that, uh, that I've learned that I had no idea because I thought I was so good at LinkedIn. But first of all, Bryn, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. I'm thrilled. You are not only uh, great at this and phenomenal, but you know I have over 17,000 connections and followers on LinkedIn. And until you told me, a month and a half ago that nobody could see my profile pic unless they were a first degree connection. I had no idea. <laughs> I know. It happens all the time. You know, we can't see what other people see often. So yeah, yeah those settings are really important. Absolutely. Well, let's just have you give an introduction um, to yourself, your company, a little bit about what you do. Um, thanks. Uh, I'm the CEO of Social Sales Link, and we help people convert connections and content into conversations. Essentially, it's how do you use LinkedIn to grow your business by leveraging your warm market and presenting yourself as the thought leader and subject matter expert so that you attract, teach, and engage your targeted buyers and audience. It is, to me, anybody who listens to this knows that I'm so passionate about LinkedIn. It's where, when I started this business, I decided to make my primary home. And I, you know, so I spend probably three hours a day on LinkedIn, which surprises people, but I'm very strategic about what I do and the connections that I make and how I'm using it. Um, and I found, you know, I perfected what I do over time. Um, but it, to me, it has been just the most dynamic uh, place to be for my business. And it always surprises me when people say things like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't accept anybody's connection request if I don't know them. And I'm like, this is not Facebook. <laughs> this is a completely different platform. How will you network if you don't connect with people that you don't know on there? But when you do, you've got to do it right. So, you know, tell, 
just a couple things, yeah. you know, when you do this with people, you know, I talk about shocking your potential. So how do you help businesses and individuals, you know, shock their potential in this realm? You know, do you have any like top tips for people who maybe don't use LinkedIn to their best of their ability? Yeah, um, there are a few. I want to talk to the piece that you just mentioned because there are three types of connectors and then, I'll, and then I'll answer the second question, but there are three types okay. of connectors. You have the lions, the LinkedIn open networkers. That's like someone walks into a chamber of commerce meeting with a handful of business cards and walks around saying, hi, I'm Bryn. Hi, I'm Bryn. Just passing out cards and collecting cards. Ah, no relationship, right? No relationship ever forms. And it's just like a big Rolodex of people that you don't know. Then there's the purist, which you mentioned, which is I only connect with people I know. So that's like I walk into a networking meeting and I see Michael across the room. I make a beeline. We connect and talk and we don't meet anyone new. We could have just gone for coffee, right? right? If you already know them, that's great. Connect, but you need to expand your network. That's why we're there. So the in-between a networker is really where I think most people should fall if they really want to smartly use LinkedIn, use it in a, a productive way. So it doesn't mean that you have to connect with everyone. You can still be a little picky and you can vet someone out, but yes. don't ignore anyone. If someone that you didn't want to build a relationship walked up to you in a networking meeting and shook your hand and said, hello, you wouldn't turn your back and walk away. Right. You would respond and have a conversation and then make your way off that conversation to the next one politely. We want to do that on LinkedIn too. So we don't want to ignore anyone. You have the ability to reply to a connection request. So you don't have to only accept and ignore. You can reply with a little note. Thanks so much for your connection, connection request. Typically, I only connect with people I know may ask how you found me. Oh, and then yeah. they can say, oh, Michael mentioned that, you know, you're good at content. And I want to, oh, okay. Well, all of a sudden, that's a relevant person in my world. I, I read a piece of content. I heard you on a podcast. Whatever that might be, they may have not put that in a note, which side note, always add a note. There's three reasons to do it, but do it. Absolutely. Um, it will help every single time. But you can reply to them without accepting them in your network. And you don't, you're not um, watering down your network, right? You're vetting in a way. So keep that in mind for sure. I will mention the three reasons you need to have a personal message real quick. Number one, your acceptance rate is 10 times higher with a personal note. Number two, when they accept your connection request, that note goes as an unread message in their inbox. Yes. So there's yes. a higher likelihood of them engaging with you. And number three, in two, two years from now, when you see them or reach out to them or they come up in a search, and you're like, gosh, I don't remember how I connected. That message will remind you. So those that's, are the That's really brilliant. And you know, I, as you were talking, I was thinking about how many people, especially right now, I don't know why, I mean, right now, there's just a ton of people that are trying to connect with me that have a sales agenda. Mm. And, you know, they're clearly coming at me with a sales message. And I have three of them in my inbox right now. And the funny thing is, is that I, I don't think I've ever responded to any of those and said, you know, tell me more about why you wanted to connect with me. Usually I will just 
ignore them, but I wait a few days. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just my little thing. Like I'll let them sit over there for three or four days and then I'll do ignore, ignore, ignore. Because I figure most of them are trying to get a lot of sales messages out to a lot of people. And then I won't be so, I wasn't particularly targeted, you know, as an individual so much. Right. Right. So that's the connect and pitch syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, it is definitely an online disease that needs to be cured because mm -hmm. no one, that's like walking up to someone in a, a networking room and I walk up to you and go, hi, Michael, I'm Bryn. I'd love to tell you about how I can help you grow your business. No one does that. Right. Exactly. Right. There is a human being on the other side of that account. <laughs> there is a human <laughs> being reading this message the connect and pitch is so offensive. Mm -hmm. We need to earn the right for them to care about how we can help them. And the only way we can do that is by helping them. Right. right. So we need to stop telling people how we can help them and be a resource. And be just help path. them. Just help them. Simply help them. Right. And, and, you know, there's an ask offer ratio to every single thing that we do. We're asking them for three minutes to read our message. At the end of that three minutes, they're going to walk away with one of three, maybe it's 30 seconds, but they're still going to walk away with one of three reactions. Number one, that was a bait and switch. You asked me to connect with you. When I connected with you, the whole point was for you to sell me. I don't like that, right? Or, or you had your own agenda, the second one is neutral. I could, you didn't care hurt, less. you didn't hurt, <laughs> I couldn't care less, you didn't hurt me. I, you know, it wasn't offensive, but there's no, no reason for me to do anything more, right? right? And then the third is where we want to be most of the time, which is there's a compelling reason to engage, mm -hmm. take a next step, to say thank you, to say that was really interesting, I'd like to learn more, right? But that takes work. And, yes. and part of that work is we need to make sure we are personalizing it, that we're looking at someone's profile and we're pulling something out of there that makes us uh, connect. Maybe I noticed we, you know, we have seven connections and you live in Rhode Island. I went to college in Rhode Island. Enough, that's enough right. for someone to know that it was not a canned spam automated bot message. Right. right, exactly. And that, and that they, they care. Then, and then share value. And there's lots of value. There's your content. There's industry content. They're sharing their content back to them. That's a value. There are on occasion, especially if you're going after bigger companies, where there might be a press release or an award that's been won, or um, um, you know, they bought a small company, or they partnershiped, or they gave to a charity, or they're right, whatever that is, they're often in the news with lots of stuff, right? So you can grab their own content and I can say, you know, hey, Michael, I hope this, I hope you're well. I came across this, um, you know, this article about how you guys, you know, tons of your colleagues have gone and uh, worked at a firehouse helping, you know, whatever, X and Y and Z. Right. I'm not sure if you had a chance to see this article, but if you hadn't, I would just really wanted to get it in front of you. You're of value to them and you didn't have to create anything. Yeah. And all you have to say is I was so impressed that I wanted to reach out with, to, to you and be connected. Yeah. And then you send a link to the, and maybe they saw it. 
which is yeah. fine because you're going to say, I'm not sure if you saw it, but if not, I just wanted to let you know how impressed I was. I have had people come back to me and say, I had no idea that article was out there. Thank you so much. CEOs <laughs> of companies that didn't know they got the press. Right. And, the, and now I've started a conversation around their stuff. Absolutely. This is the normal way we have conversations. It doesn't have to be about our stuff. Oh. Right. Exactly. Well, and I know that um, you, I think you've seen the way I do my thoughts from the coffee table. So it's my, you know, little blog format. I've, you know, kind of perfected it. Now I'm back into doing it three times a week. And um, there'll be a lot of times that I'll highlight a certain company. So I might highlight a Starbucks that I went into or a Delta flight or something. And so whenever I do that, if I want to continue to expand some new contacts, um, so you have to tell me whether you think this is right or wrong, but it, it has worked well for me. So then I say, right. I, want, I, want to, I want to connect with 10 more VPs at, you know, Hilton. Um, then I will send them, I'll make the connection request and say, hey, I just wrote a, my blog article about how great your service was at the blah, blah, blah. Here's the link. How, love Perfect. to connect. Boom. And that has um, led to so many great conversations for me. Because yeah. I'm highlighting them, I'm giving them pluses. You know, I only write about positive stuff, so it feels good. And then they're like, wait, who is she? And then they yeah. want to research me and get, and get to know me a little bit better. I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's been really, it's been really fun. What other top tips do you have for people? Anything that's important yeah. for them now? So, so let's talk about the profile for a minute, because this is where <laughs> a lot of people mess up. And it's either a resume or it's blank. Yes. And if you're in a business development role, if you're in a, an entrepreneur who's selling, if you are, um, it is so important that your profile is working for you, not against you. Some sales reps will put top, you know, president's club three years in a row, top negotiator, a, a, a client or prospect gets there. It's a turnoff. I don't want to work with the best negotiator. I want to work with the worst negotiator, right? Like I don't want, so I've got to, you know, I've got to, yeah, I've got to look at this from my client's perspective and what do I want to see? What I want to see is how you help your commitment. Um, you know, what, you know, the value that you bring, your process, right? Whatever that might be. And insights that get me thinking differently than I did before I got here. So you, you know, the thought leadership is leading people to think differently, yes. right? And if you can do that in a way that leads to your solution, you're going to have a very full pipeline on a consistent basis. That's just, that's just the way it is, right? If you can get someone curious, wondering if what they're doing is right or wrong, maybe having an aha moment from reading your profile, Think of the impact that that has when you do ask for that phone call. That's how you earn the right. Yeah. So your profile needs to be about helping them. And that's so hard for people to grasp because everyone wants to talk about themselves and how great I am and how my company helps companies like yours do X, Y, and Z. But to your point, stop telling them all the time how you help them and help them. Now, you have to let them know what you do. All of what you do belongs in your experience. But you've got this about section that typically mimics your experience section. My passion, my mission, my, my history. 
That's not what gets people to want to work with you. So consider that about section to be more blog post-like, to be more helpful. Like start with what is the challenge your buyers are facing? What are some vendor agnostic insights that you can offer? Meaning we help people do this and this is, is not vendor agnostic, but here's what you can do even if you never talk to me is vendor agnostic, right? It's gotta be standalone value that they can do if they never, because if they never contact you, because you know, our buyers are smart. They know when we're selling and they know when we're helping. And Absolutely. if we keep saying, we help companies like yours, and I see it all the time, like, how do you know you haven't even talked to me? How do you know you help? It's, so just help me, and then I know you understand me. That's right? so true. I, and I, I was taking notes as you were talking, because I was thinking about um, someone who just reached out, and, and their about was, I help salespeople make more money. And I'm like, really? How? I mean, not, and I, not how enough for me to actually want to ask them that question, but that's roll your really, eyes. How it was yeah. a roll your eyes moment. How? Well, so, so, the, so what I would recommend to that person is every salesperson I've ever met has wanted, has had one goal, make more money. Right. There are three ways that that salesperson can leverage right now that can have a huge impact on their pipeline and their bottom line. Number one, boom. Number two, boom. Number three, if you are in sales and you're struggling to hit your target, whether, you know, X, Y, or Z, I'm happy to chat and add additional insights that you can use even if we don't work together. That's great. Right. And yeah. so that becomes generally what that about is. And then they go, this is me. This is awesome. Yes. I want to talk to you. Yes. Right. And so when you can accomplish that, not just in your profile, we talked about profile, but in your content, mm -hmm. you will have a full pipeline, right? It's just the way that it works. You will attract, teach and engage your buyers and get the right people to raise their hand and say, yes, I do want to talk to you. I'm writing down attract, teach, teach and, and engage. engage. <laughs> so you know the traditional know, like, and trust? Right. So you can't get to know, like, and trust if you haven't attracted, teach, taught, <laughs> teach, taught, and engaged. Right? If you have not done the attract, teach, and engage piece, you can't ever get to the know, like, and trust. Very, yeah, that's Today's very true. Yeah. So that's sort of the precursor. The other tip that, well, I may have so many, but, but, but the other one that I want to mention is make sure you're leveraging the relationships that you already have. The people that, that your clients that love you, your networking partners that um, have referred business to you and you've referred business to them, the community leaders, your chambers of commerce ambassadors, your, right. All of their industry influencers that you have relationships with, they all have a network of people that you probably want to access. And, and so once you've built a good enough relationship and that you're a connector as well, that you're making introductions, quite honestly, I get as much joy when I make a, an introduction that turns to business for someone as when someone introduces me to that, that turns to business. So you really want to have that two-way street. But here's the thing, like your clients, they, if you ask them, 
you know, hey, who do you know that could use my products and services the same way you have? Mm-hmm. They, they shrug and say, you know, I, I, I don't know. I can't think of anyone. But if someone should ask, of course, I'd refer you. Absolutely. And so salespeople stopped asking for referrals years ago because they got that same answer every single time. But with LinkedIn, we can search and filter and mine their existing connections and build a list of people that we know they're connected to. They may not know all of them and we can whittle it down, but maybe there's 27 names that Michael knows that I want to meet. And so when you know, we talk, you know, Michael, thanks so much. It's been great working with you. I'm so glad we've been able to help you do X, Y, and Z. And, and your, you know, A, B, and C is happening inside your company. I'm not sure if you know this, but the way that we've grown our business has been referrals from our happy clients. I hope you don't mind, but I noticed you're connected to quite a few people that I am going to be reaching out to in the next couple of weeks. Can I run these names by you and get your insights before I do? Very good. Don't say, hey, here's a list of people. Can you make an introduction for me? You're putting your client out, right? But if you have 27 names and you quickly go through, so obviously, Michael, you know how we've been able to help your team. How well do you know Fran? Oh, she's great. She's got a good team. Yeah, you might be a good fit there. Check mark. George, I don't remember George. I don't know how I know him. Anne, Anne, you know, Anne, that I haven't thought about her in a while. I'm not sure what she's up to, but even if it's, yeah, that's someone you should at least talk to. Check, right? So 27 becomes nine. Right. right? I can't ask you for nine introductions. That's obnoxious. Right. I might say, is there anyone on this list of the nine that you'd be comfortable actually introducing me to? I give you an out. You're my client. I don't want to burn this relationship or make you feel obligated. Maybe there's one. Great. Right? The most powerful. I get one introduction. Now I have eight more people that you said I should talk to. So how do I, what do I do with that without putting you out? Well, I could say, Michael, thanks so much for the insights around these people. As I mentioned, I'm going to be reaching out to them in the next couple of weeks. Is it okay that I mentioned that you're my client and that we had this conversation? Yes. Which sure, is just right? as valuable. It's amazing how it's just as valuable. So I reach out to these other eight and I'll say, Raj, Michael and I were chatting the other day. Your name came up in our conversation. She thought it made sense for me to reach out and introduce myself. I've been working with Michael for the last three years doing X, Y, and Z. Not sure if you're exploring this area, but happy to share insights even if we don't work together. Let's connect. Now we set up a call. Of the eight, four will become phone calls. The other four will connect with me and we'll get nurtured over time. Boom. That's the way it works. And that's the magic of LinkedIn. And what a powerful way to turn that, what you, like you said, that it's almost this passive aggressive saying, oh, do you know anyone who could use my services? Nobody thinks about it off the top of their head. But if you've had a great experience, you know, we will make recommendations, but we're concentrating on our own business. So being specific and helping people along the way to basically say, help me to help me. And I'm going to make it as easy on you as possible. Most people are going to say, absolutely. I would say yes to that without a doubt. Uh, yeah. And if your clients love you, they appreciate that. You may not even skip the line. Is there anyone here you'd introduce me to? You may totally skip that, which is perfectly fine. Skip that. Yeah. Go right to, is it okay if I use your name? You will know in conversation if they're feeling comfortable. But here's right. the thing. If you ask someone for introductions, it's hard to go back to that well, right? It's a lot of work for them. And even if they love you, they have their own business to run. Yes. 
But if you, let's say there's eight people, now you notice in three months, hey, Michael connected with two new people I'd love to get in front of, you can drop a little note. And, and hopefully you also kept your client, thanks very much, you know, I'm going to be talking with these four people, I really appreciate um, the time that you gave me on insights, I'm looking forward to, you know, sharing how it goes, right? And then if some of that business closes, you let your client know, maybe you send them flowers, right? Whatever that looks yeah. like. Yes. Um, but, but you may notice in a couple months that your, she, your client's connected to two or three new people that you want to meet. You can now just drop a quick little message. Hey, Michael, again, thanks so much for all your help with, with you know, X, Y, and Z. There's three new people that you're connected to that, that um, I'm going to be reaching out to. Can you just tell me yes or no of these three people who you, who you think it makes sense? Yes, and, absolutely. You know, and so now it's, I don't even have to get a phone, a phone call with you because you know the process. You saw how easy it was. You trust me now. So I can go back to the well a few times over the next couple of years without you rolling your eyes going, oh my God, I don't have time to make these introductions. I love what they do for me, but I, I can't focus on this. A right. quick email. Yes, yes, no. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Now Absolutely. I reach out. You know, Michael's been my client, you know, for, for, for years, X, Y, and Z. Um, she indicated that this would be a good connection, which is true, right? Like this would be, a good, and, and let's set up a call. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so you're truthful along the whole way, but then that personal connection is that much more personal and we'll have somebody stop and take notice of the connection request. So one of my favorite opportunities was when I closed TD Bank. It took me forever, like months and months, maybe even over a year to focus on getting to this one particular person, Rob Curley at TD Bank in South Jersey. And with no response, because he's hit all the time, right? With, with solicitation. Then I noticed that one of my new clients, Rob Petcope, was connected to him on LinkedIn. And I said to Rob Petcope, how do you know Rob Curley? And he said, oh, both our boys have juvenile diabetes. We've been in the same group for years and years and years. So would you be open to introducing me? In that case, just an introduction. Quickly made, within 20 minutes, I had an appointment. Oh. And then within 10 minutes of that appointment, I had a new client because he loved the process and wanted to teach his commercial lenders how to do it. Mm -hmm. Simple, right? It's simple and you just don't know. And you know, when, and when I said on the, the appointment, what made you take this call? And he said, well, Rob Petcove asks me to do something I'm doing and he's one of my favorite people, right? So this is the way that it works. It's about yeah. leveraging relationships. We are, we, if you look at kind of our circle, right, we have our, our very closest friends and family that we will do any, we won't question, we will do anything for. Right. And then we have the, the next level of community that we'll do a lot for, right? We do a lot for because they're meaningful. And there are some connections with people simply because you have some shared connections. So for example, you and I are part of Pyramid Club, right? And mm -hmm. so if you meet someone and they say, hey, I'm a Pyramid Club member, you immediately accept them into your new circle. Absolutely. They're pre-vetted in some odd way in our brains to say, well, they must be good. You know, who, anyone can join the Pyramid Club, right? It's not about that, but it's about that there's this community and this connection. Yes. So if we can, and it's a psychological thing, right? Like even 
if you've moved if you've moved far away from your university but you get on a call with someone who went to your college you have this connection with them and immediately there's a, a, a I let you into my life faster yeah. because we have this in common right and i'm sure it's part of evolution but we need to leverage that right and we can leverage that with linkedin and and it's about building those communities and making sure that we are gifting inside those communities that we are seen as um, go-givers, you know, mm-hmm. a Bob Berg, Berg book, right? Like yep. that we're, we're seen as valuable to them and then they become valuable. And then, you know, our networks, like if you came to me, Michael, and said, hey, you're connected to a bunch of people on LinkedIn, let's review them. Two seconds, like, no matter how well we, we haven't worked together yet, right? We haven't done that yet, but immediately because we are in this very close tight knit group, you're, I'm, I'm on your podcast and you're welcome into my world with not as much vetting as if you cold called me and said, Hey, you want to show up on my podcast? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's immediate. Exactly. Uh, you know, or so anyway, LinkedIn is about building that community and leveraging it the right way. You know, it's amazing. People are like, how do you have, and I know you have way more connections than I do, but you know, I'm pretty impressed that I've gotten over 17,000 and, uh, and working on it and continuing to, to find new connections that are meaningful. And I have a really specific kind of target audience who, you know, who I work with as well as you do. And, um, and I was saying to somebody the other day, I said, you know, it's, it's amazing because I actually have developed some really incredible friendships mm-hmm. with people that are in these connections and I've never met them before. Some of them I've never had a phone call with, but our interactions, you know, how they respond to my blog posts, when I see things that they have, when I know um, there's a gentleman who is the district manager for Vans um, Shoes, and he covers Philadelphia and kind of the New Jersey, New York area. Um, And I have never met him. I actually tried to meet him once when he was here in Philly, uh, seeing one of his stores, and then I had a business conflict, but I've never met him, but we've interacted a lot. And when their store was destroyed here in the last few weeks in Philadelphia, I was devastated for him and reached out. And, you know, it's just this sense of how can I help you? I know I can't help you, but just so you know, I am part of your community. And we have all these back and forth messages about we both love like old school candy. So anytime I have a reference in a blog post to candy, you know, we're always joking with each other about it. And and it's such a unique environment because I've networked all my life. But until I started to really harness the power of LinkedIn, I never knew what it could really do for your your ability to have meaningful personal and business connections with people and feel like you've met them a thousand times, even though you've never been in the same room with them. So um, there's a a social media influencer, more like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat guy, um, Brian Fanzo, who said, I hope I get this quote right but it was social media does not take the place of a handshake, but it does replace a handshake with a hug. So when you meet them, right? So I don't know if I got that completely right or, but the, the point is, it, this is great. We're connecting. It, it, it's not quite the in-person thing, but when you get to that in-person, you can't like, there are people that I've connected with on LinkedIn that when I did meet in person, that's the first thing we do is hug each other. It's not a handshake because we already love each other. Uh, you know, we're already connected. Pardon me. So, yeah. 
um, uh, yeah, no, no. So, 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 you know, the end of that, and, and I may not have gotten that perfectly, but the concept really is you can build very deep relationships without having actually met them. Absolutely. <clears throat> As I choke on my tea a little bit, pardon me. I think so too. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And I always tell people too, you know, um, for people who don't kind of maybe not have to live in LinkedIn, but who are not using it to their advantage, you know, whenever I'm looking to hire somebody, it's the first thing I do is look at their LinkedIn presence. And I want to know that they are business minded. So if I see that they don't have at least 500 connections, for instance, or I see that they don't have a profile picture or that they don't have um, activity where they're commenting or posting, then I, then I know something about them. <clears throat> I know that they don't use that medium and not everybody has to have that medium work, you know, primarily with people who are in sales and leadership positions, especially in retail. And it's such a community that I want to know that anybody who's going to be a part of my team is engaging in that area because it tells me about what's important to them, tells me what their, what some of their um, business skills are by how they're interacting with people. And I make decisions about them based on what is there or not there in many, many cases. And I think that there's a lot of people who still see it as a placeholder for their resume instead of really an opportunity to expand how you can, you know, find the next job or, you know, get that promotion because you are telling a story on LinkedIn and you have the opportunity to craft it the way you want to. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, we are getting vetted. This is our landing page, right? This is, and, and, you know, Google your name. LinkedIn is coming up top three every single time. So even if you don't want to use it, it's being used for or against you. Absolutely. (laughs) So let's get a little personal now. And so one of the questions that I love to ask people, because I always talk about shocking your potential. And the reason I use those words is that, um, you know, I, first of all, I'm a little shocking. Uh, and, uh, but second of all, I think when we're trying to reach our potential, people are always thinking about climbing and, you know, getting there. But if you shock it, it's that sense of bringing new life into it so that we have all kinds of experiences, each of us that have moved us, you know, that have been a, a catalyst for change. So when you think back, um, you know, along your career and your past, what's a professional lesson or a business, you know, uh, you know, moment that you had a catalyst that helped you to shock your own potential? Um, oh gosh, there are many little ones. I don't know if I had one big earthquake, but I've had lots of little tremors over the years, I think. Um, I think an initial, which kind of got me where I am today, I was always in sales and I was always, I was in a sales training position and I recognized as a consumer, I hated being cold called. And as a professional, I hated cold calling because I always felt like I was invading in somebody's time. So when I recognized that through this piece of LinkedIn, right? Like that I was teaching and then also teaching cold calling skills at the same time. I realized, you know, the goal is to get on more phone calls. So I no way am I saying, well, now it's Zoom calls. I don't even use the phone, but yeah, (laughs) but to get on um, as many conversations as you possibly can but it's so much better if you earn the right and they, they raise their hand and say, I want to talk to you. 
So done well, like this moment of, man, if I can provide enough value to enough people that I can schedule eight to 10 meaningful calls a week, I have so much more time to do so many more productive things. So that was like this like shift where I'm like, I don't want to do traditional sales anymore. So a couple of shifts were in some books that I've read. So um, the first one, I, so uh, I'll, I'll reduce the story, but um, I, I got hired by Aramark to do training years and years and years ago. And they handed me the Challenger sale, the book, The oh, Challenger mm -hmm. Sale, yep. and said, we just went through this training. The next thing we need to do is get LinkedIn training. Can you create a course that aligns with this book? I was thrilled and I said, can I continue to use this once I've created it? And they said, absolutely. So my whole world shifted with a couple of things from Challenger. And the big one that I got really is lead to your solution, not with your solution. Mm -hmm. lead to your solution, it's dropping breadcrumbs of insights that get people interested in raising their hand. When you lead with your solution, it's a pitch. So that was a that was a, a a quake, right? That was a shock, right? That was like, oh, I've got to figure this out differently, right? How do I do this differently? Um, there are many books by Jeffrey Gittimer. One of them is the Little Black Book of Connections. Was incredibly powerful when I realized it's not just about connections but relationships, and I think I knew that. But it was like this moment of like, this is about connections is not about collecting business cards. Right. Connections is about building real relationships and being valuable. So that was very influential. Put a shock to what I do. So a lot is, you know, influenced by other thought leaders. And then I bring it in and how do we use it in LinkedIn? More recently was Gap Selling by Keenan. Mm -hmm, very good. If you're from, oh my God, mm -hmm. so powerful, mm -hmm. like unbelievably powerful. Um, and he's the ask offer ratio. So that's where I have this, you know, we're asking for something in return for something else. And we've got to master that ask offer ratio in order to earn the right to get the call, to get them to opt in, to get them to do whatever it is we're asking them to do. We've got to master that ask offer ratio. So there, the, the shocks for me were, were education. So I listen to podcasts and books mm -hmm. on, on audio constantly, and I'm inspired. Sometimes I'll listen to an hour podcast and take one little teeny tiny thing away from the whole hour. And the whole hour I could be get to something good. So, and then all of a sudden there's a magic piece. Yep. I'm like, worth my hour that they met their ask offer ratio. Might have taken a long time to get there, but at the end of that, I got my magic. So I try to pull one thing out of everything that I listen to or, or, or watch. And so, you know, I think that the shocks in my world were aha moments from learning from other people and then trying to figure out how to take that brilliance and put it into teaching LinkedIn. I just am taking a note now that uh, one of the questions that I need to start asking everybody is, you know, like what, what book or books have been the most influential in your professional journey and shocked your potential? So see, I just got my boom moment. Yay! <laughs> well, actually, I've had quite a few already. As long as we're throwing out books, I'm going to throw out two more. 
Jeb Blunt just, um, it's still in pre-order while we're, we're talking about this, but it's coming out soon. And I got sort of a sneak peek into some of that virtual selling, which he wrote in 80 days. So from quarantine wow. to, to now, it's phenomenal. It's really about how to like adapt to this new world of virtual selling. So even if we are all opened up, we're not going to have conferences we're not mm -hmm. going to fly places like we used to to go to business meetings for prospecting because we need to learn how to sell virtually. So I highly recommend that. And Selling from the Heart by Larry Levine is also very good. Another relationship-driven book. Love it. Very good. So if you could uh, go back in any time and talk to the younger Bryn, tell her anything that would have shocked her potential farther, faster, or kept you on the same path, mm -hmm. when would you go back to her and what would you tell her? Oh my gosh, from a professional standpoint, when would I go back? See, I'm really happy with where I am now. And my stepson taught me a lesson. It's a fun story. He went to a private school. He got an assignment that was this question, sort of, right? So the assignment was, go back and change one thing. What would you change? And he wrote an entire paper on how he would never change anything because of all the potential consequences that would happen if he made the butterfly effect, essentially. It was a great, it was a, uh, it was, that was another shock moment for me in my life to, to learn from, I don't know how old he was, if my 15 year old steps at the time was 32 now. Um, and, and so I look back and like, what would I tell myself? And I'm afraid if I told myself anything, I wouldn't be where I am today, anything differently. But um, I think the one thing I would say ultimately is you know, you're going to be okay. Like I've had very lean times, very scary times. I've, you know, been divorced and a single mom before I remarried, you know, and I've, um, you know, there's been a lot of fear. And I think the, the one thing I would say is you just keep working hard, um, working smart, be committed and let the anxiety go. Mm -hmm. Just let it go. That's not productive. I, I really think because I'm, I'm a cancer survivor. I've got lots of all these things where there were these moments of great anxiety that was such a waste of energy. Yes. So I think the one thing I'd go back and say is let the anxiety go and just mm -hmm. take that energy and be productive and everything will be okay. So I love that. that. Yeah, yesterday I was on a uh, Tony Robbins thing. It was, in fact, it's every day for the next week and it was fantastic. But one of the things that, you know, he was saying is remember that in good times, you feel like they're going to go on forever and they won't. And in bad times, you think they're going to go on forever and they don't. <laughs> so my fun fact is I, my husband and I walked on fire right next to Tony Robbins. Oh, <laughs> literally like I would say shoulder to shoulder, but his shoulders were like at my head. So <laughs> I was going to say, yes. Oh, how fun. Yeah, that's fun. I have a couple of friends who have done that as well. So I, I actually was uh, planning on making that a part of my 2021 uh, objective. And uh, so we'll see how that happens. Because to yeah. your point, we don't well, know when we're going to get yeah, on airplanes. It, you know, I mean, there are I have thousands of people with hundreds, maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred rows of coal and fire. So the fact that we were there at that moment next to him was like, like very cool. Anyway. You're always where you need to be exactly when you need to be there. I love that. <laughs> so I know we'll have all of your contact information in the show notes, but if somebody can't wait to look that up and they want to uh, search you right now, what's the best way for them to find you? I am still the only Bryn Tillman on LinkedIn, and that's always the best way to find me. 
That's amazing. I had no idea. Now that's another claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. So definitely they should go find you on LinkedIn because that's going to be a test in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. So terrific. Michael, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Before we say goodbye, any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Before you put anything out there, really look at that ask offer ratio. Spend some time, take a look at that and say, is this a compelling enough piece that someone will say, that was awesome. I'm curious. I'm thinking differently. I'm interested in more. Wonderful. Bren, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And uh, I learn from you constantly. So it's, it's very fun. And I enjoy the fact that we've gotten to know each other and that we now have connections that we can expand together. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.